welcome to another episode. I'm Sabrina Lynn, and this is Rewilding. So we have not only this full moon in Virgo to talk about, but we have the astrological new year to talk about in this conversation. Something to feel into before we even dive into the main content of the podcast is... Did you feel like January 1st was a deep, internal, authentic, new beginning, fresh start, turning of the page? If not, it might be that you're more attuned to the astrological new year. I know for me, my mind my mental body gets on board with the January 1st kind of collective consciousness new year, but my body does not. My body's deeper reset point is this astrological new year, is this equinox, is March 20th coming up. And it's to me, so, I mean, you can hear my voice probably. I get all giddy and goofy and silly because it's a deep, 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 um, just renewal, rebirth, rejuvenation. And it comes from a place way beyond my mind. It's like my womb is doing a happy dance. The cells in my body, the marrow in my bones is starting to feel into, you know, as I'm recording this, it's just a few days out and it's starting to feel into this, this time for me that feels like a deeper, um, truer to my inner rhythm, truer to my natural organic rhythm uh, starting point. So there's just this mad celebration happening in my system. And it's something I just invite you to feel into um, how it feels for you. So this episode um, not only goes into, again, like I was saying, the full moon, but also the astrological new year. So kind of know that even if I'm not explicitly saying that in this episode, that these themes, because the full moon is only two days away from the new year, these themes really highlight both. They, they really open the door to both. One thing that I want to share here that I didn't get to because I ran out of time in the YouTube or the main portion of the podcast is something specific to the astrological new year that's not necessarily specific to the full moon and this is an aspect to feel into so i'll share this here as kind of like the bonus content in our audio podcast that i like to do that's not always on youtube but is um this astrological new year when we get to that on march 20th there is this glorious aspect with the moon and homer Homer is the Hawaiian goddess of fertility and a very grace-filled, very rejuvenating, very fertile, very creative, very feminine essence. So if you can almost feel into like the energy of, this is how I start to get into it, the energy of like 
the, the Hawaiian islands. And I start to feel into just how alive, how luscious, like almost rainforest sort of energy. There's all the different elements. There's a lot of moisture, right? There's a lot of aliveness there. And you can start to feel into that and to feel into that aspect is shading our astrological new year. Now there's also the Pluto Eris that's squaring this moon in Homer, uh, but that's something we've been working with for a long time. To me, there's also in that um, sacred warrior, Eris is warrior for truth. There's a sacred warrior-ness to Eris. We sometimes see her as like the rebel rouser, uh, chaos creator. But again, that's as so many, and we explore this in today's episode too, as so many of these archetypes, they have a mundane level of experience and then they have a higher octave, like almost a higher state of consciousness required to get to that expression held within that archetypal energy. Eris is no different. So on the mundane level, it's chaos, it's discord, but you start to move up, it's sacred warrior for truth. It's sacred activism, right? It's such a stunning feminine archetype. Such strength resides in this strength to really stand in our truth, to stand for what we believe in, to go against the grain. You know, we talk about soul stamina, like it takes stamina to live our soul truth. It takes stamina to really follow soul in a world that can seem like it's rather soulless a lot. Eris brings that capacity in. Eris really brings that capacity in. Uh, I think that's all that I really want to share with you other than really quickly one way to work with the feminine of the moment is our Kali online retreat. Uh, you'll hear me talk a little bit more about that. Only open until the 22nd of March. Our dark goddess workshop is always open. So that's something that you can also step into around this time. If you know, like Eris is considered a dark goddess who I was just talking about. Um, I also talk about six faces of the feminine. So that's a masterclass. It's 90 minutes and it's more of a conversation. Sure. There's transmission in it. Sure. There's a way to feel into who is this dark goddess? What is the medicine woman? What is, what are these other four faces of the feminine? And We'll put links in the show notes below to the six faces. But if you just go to rewildingforwomen.com, you'll find all of these things. One final note that I did not announce on our YouTube video is, uh, I don't even know that there will be spots left by the time this episode comes out, is that our priestess, <sighs> so weird to say that, um, our priestess training is open. That's our 18 month, 300 hours advanced training program. Um, we have put it all into live online retreats. So they're live, they're weekend retreats every single month. Um, but that felt important to create this kind of a framework given the state of the world and our global community. Um, but it's something to feel into. Again, it's already three quarters full. I don't know if there will be spots, it's limited. Um, but I wanted to share that with you 
just in case you've heard me mention it on podcasts previously and you've been waiting, like, when does this open? We've announced it in our newsletters. We've announced it in our Facebook group. So like, if you're not a part of our newsletter, our Facebook group, that's an invitation too, because that's where first announcements always happen. So if you're like, this is the first I'm hearing of it, Sabrina, why? Well, maybe get on the newsletter, become a part of the community, like get in there. Uh, it's a beautiful place to be. Our Facebook group is beautiful. Our newsletters, it's once a week. You get everything that's going on. We put a lot of love, a lot of effort into anything that we send out. Um, we really do consider our subscribers community, uh, family, right? You're our tribe. Uh, and that's how we treat kind of everything that we put out into the world, including our weekly newsletters. All right. Um, enough of my rambling. Enjoy this episode. Have a beautiful full moon. If you've missed the full moon, have an amazing astrological new year equinox on the 20th. If you're listening to this after that, just sending you a ton of love. This energy, know that this ripples out throughout the whole astrological new year. So you haven't missed the boat on it uh, if you're listening to it after that. All right. So much love to you. Enjoy the episode. Embodied astrology for full moon in Virgo on March 18th, 2022. That is so boring for me to say. Every time I announce that at the start, I just want to roll my eyes and go. La, 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 la. So let me give you something exciting to look forward to in this conversation. One, I want to talk about evolution of relationships. Two, I want to talk about the dark goddesses are dancing loudly. Kali is conjunct this full moon. This is not something we can ignore. Also squaring two other extremely powerful dark goddess points in the sky. I wanna talk about that, what that means for your life, how we can lean into the grace-filled aspects of that. I wanna talk about Virgo in the higher octave of Virgo. So we oftentimes will see Virgo in the mundane realm of detail-oriented, um, very logical, can be very critical, um, but can look at ways to improve systems and improve things. But there is a much higher level octave expression of Virgo, and it's the Earth Priestess. It's the Earth Priestess. It's like when I talk about the archetype of Vesta, you know, why are we not talking about Vesta as Vestal Virgins, as, as Priestess energy? Why are we not talking about um, uh, Hygieia as Kundalini Goddess of Awakening? We consider her the Hygiene Goddess. What? This is Kundalini Goddess of Awakening. Um, so I want to bring in this Virgo aspect and this Virgo full moon and give us um, a way of working with this energy, almost invoking this energy. Uh, let me see, activating this energy within ourselves, within our worlds. There are so many gifts in Virgo Earth Priestess energy, but we just don't know how to get there. We, we get stuck in a lower expression, not lower, but just a more mundane day-to-day -day consciousness level of Virgo. So I want to talk about that today. I want to, let me feel, I want to talk about big thinking um, and really just kind of give us this, uh, open this door to mm, Mercury conjunct Jupiter during this full moon and 
how we have this opportunity for creative thinking, bigger thinking, expanding of the mind. How can we open our mind? How can we expand the mind? There's also this aspect I'm feeling around, not even feeling, it's in the chart, but what's coming in this moment when I'm feeling into what serves, what serves this conversation is talking about this Pluto Eris square <laughs> to um, Homer, who is the Hawaiian goddess of fertility. They are all very much a part of this astrological new year. So <laughs> this is the moon and you know, that Pluto Eris square with Homer, that's very much part of the full moon energy. But here's the deal. This conversation is going to extend into the astrological new year. So March 18th is the full moon. March 20th is the astrological new year. Astrological new year is when the sun moves into Aries. And for some, that really marks a new year for us. We, we actually really feel this ending point and beginning point because that's when we get to the end of the Zodiac. Like right now, if you're watching this before March 20th, we're at the final days, the final degrees in the Zodiac before we move into Aries, which is a reset point. So feel into how that feels for you. If the calendar, January 1st, doesn't always feel like a fresh start or a new beginning to you, there might be a reason why, right? You might be more attuned to the astrological new year than you are to the collective new year, the Western world new year, the calendar new year. So just feel what that feels like in your bones. That's a really great practice to do around this time is to feel, um, get outside. I think that's really helpful to connect into our deeper rhythm to connect our bodies, which we are nature, we are an aspect of nature, but we, you know, a lot of times we live in conditioned air, we live under fluorescent lights, we live in front of screens, we aren't really allowing ourselves, our bodies, our minds, our energy to connect into our natural world. So getting your feet on the earth, going outside, looking at the stars, looking at the moon, being outside in the sun, um, when you can, where you can, <laughs> and really just giving yourself some time to go, what does this feel like in my body? Does this feel like a new year and how can I honor that? So that's practice number one. All right. We've got a lot to cover and I'm trying to keep these a little shorter and a little sweeter and a little tighter. So, um, theme that I would say for this full moon slash this astrological new year. So this, let's say if it's the astrological new year for 2022, um, theme that I would say is grace filled transformation. Um, there's a lot of grace. There's a lot of transformation coming and we also need to honor or I invite us to really honor that transformation isn't always um, easy. <laughs> it can be grace-filled, but even if it's grace-filled and it's transformation into being more loving, transformation into being more conscious, transformation into um, being 
a being who is capable of manifesting what it is that we're really longing for on a soul level, transforming into that isn't always, it can, it can sometimes feel turbulent. And so want to honor that and talk about that, but I really want to bring in this grace piece and I want to do it through first the Virgo. I want to do it through the, the Virgo full moon first. I think that's such a beautiful place to go into these maybe four or five different aspects that we'll touch into. Um, if you were to think about a very earthy, grounded, soulful woman, right? You, like a very, just, just feel like you, you watch a, a woman, her hips, they swagger, she's grounded, she's earthy. You might feel her as like Gaia-ish, like great mother energy. You might feel her as medicine woman, but she has this um, real like, I know who I am, I love who I am, I love my big hips, I love the way that I walk through the world, I love my belly, I walk through this world soft, relaxed, my throat is soft, my heart is full, my belly is soft, I am fucking here, right? Feel into just that energy and feels right for you, this is an embodied practice, walk around your space like that. It will start to activate this earthy feminine aspect, right? Earthy feminine. And earthy feminine, there's a flow, right? There's a flow. I'm, I'm in my feet, I'm in my lower body, and I, there's this flow, like I'm in touch with nature. I'm really in touch with the rhythms of nature. And so you feel that, that's, that's, that's Virgo, earth sign Virgo. And then you feel into this um, high vibrational light, right? This is the priestess aspect of her. This high grace, high light, high vibration, and part of Virgo's gift when we open to this higher octave of Virgo is that she has the capacity to call it in bring it into the whole of her body and ground it, right? That's part of like a Virgoan earth priestess gift. And I'll post, um, I'll post some links in our Facebook group. We've done a lot of work around um, her in rewilding over the years. And I know that we have a Pinterest board and we have some other different things that we can share. So if you're part of the Facebook group, kind of look out for these around this full moon, this astrological new year, um, March 18th, 20th, we'll put some links in there. If you're not, there's a link in the description to join our Facebook group. It's obviously totally free and it's a beautiful community. Okay. So what Virgo, this is a practice that you could do or feel into is like, what? <laughs> and this is, let's just be honest about this. Most of us are ungrounded as fuck. <laughs> Most of us have not done first, second, third chakra work to even be able to begin to bring in this high vibrational light that's being asked of us, right? We are about to walk into April, April 12th, which is when Jupiter conjuncts Neptune. For most, this is gonna fry people out. But here's the, here's the thing, I'm not saying this in a bad way, I'm saying this almost as inspiration, like get into the lower chakras, get your ass grounded, get 
your butt grounded so that you are able to be in physical form, be in a body, have a relationship, have a career, be creating in the world, be participating, because whether we like it or not, we did sign up to be human this go around. Like we did sign up, this sucks. Like whether we like it or not, right? We signed up to be here at this time. You're still here, so you haven't checked out yet, right? Like, I don't know. Like let's make the best of it if we're all gonna be stuck in this tumultuous, insane time of transformation where a lot of shadow shit is bubbling up to the surface in politics and governments and countries and all of this stuff, right? It's, we're, we're, the world's doing shadow work. It's doing shadow work. It's doing the evolutionary shift, but it has to like, it's, this is just part of it. If we're gonna be here, let's, let's fucking, Love it. Let's enjoy it. Let, we have the capacity to enjoy it. I know, I might sound totally fucking insane to you. Totally fucking insane to you. This is what the great mystics have been trying to bring into our consciousness forever, is that regardless of what's going on, Regardless of what's going on, we can still choose love. We can still choose to be present, to be conscious, to be love-filled, to be here. We can choose, we can move, evolve into a place where we see things from a very different place. That to me is liberation. That to me is spiritual liberation, where you aren't stuck in the who did what to who, whose fault is it? Oh my God, that person is so fucking bad. How can you, right? But it's this very different view, very different perspective. And you can walk through things from, uh, this sounds so messed up, but it is so fucking true. You walk through things from this, this is just life doing life. This is just life doing life. This is consciousness doing consciousness. This is consciousness experiencing itself. This, this, this is, this is just humanity evolving. This is, this is, this is, right? This is so hard to explain in words. It's a gnosis. It's a way of experiencing the world and it's on fucking offer. So don't just go, oh, well, that's for you, Sabrina, to, to walk through life from this. This is also, by the way, not, not spiritual bypassing. This is not spiritual bypassing. So let's be incredibly fucking clear about that coming from this place, which is both the divine masculine and divine feminine coming into union in our beings and in our bodies, right? So um, when we only work with one, they can come out of balance. When we only work with higher realms, upper chakras, we can lean into spiritual bypassing. This is not what I'm talking about. We still are in our body. We still experience the fucking heartbreak of it all. It is 
heart-breaking, gut-wrenching to see what's being done to the children, to the world, to the earth, to the animals, to the environment. So do not mistake what I'm sharing with you for spiritual bypassing. It is not that. It is not that. It is both and. It is you hold the heartbreak and you hold the fucking perfection of it. It doesn't mean that you don't act. It doesn't mean that the heartbreak doesn't move you to take action in the world. It doesn't mean that there isn't a sacred warrior that's activated in you, right? All of that is true. All of that is true. But it's holding both and in our beings. It's holding all of it. And that's, <laughs> that's kind of what's on offer this astrological new year. So if we go a little bit beyond this Virgo full moon and we go, this is what's marking. This is what's marking the astrological new year. Mother nature's rhythm of new year, right? The cosmos new year, the, the thing that is way bigger than our little human collective calendar bullshit, which I've got reverence for that too, right? <laughs> but feeling into something so much greater than us and really feeling, um, let me feel for, uh, let me feel for the thread. <laughs> um, me going off about the calendar on January 1st just threw me out of whack. <laughs> um, really honoring that as well. I think that's why I need to take a pause here really quickly because I also honor that. I mean, shit, we did a full moon or we did a new year video on it. Um, so just, there's lots of different starting points and lots of different layers and rhythms um, that we tap into, that we operate on. And this is another rhythm, another calendar, another cyclical um, aspect to feel into. Um, sometimes I can get judgmental in humans and I'm, um, and are like, how are we, it's, it's my own, like, like, how, how did we come up with this calendar that needs an extra day every four years? Like how, like who thought that was a good idea? Who thought daylight savings was a good idea? Like what, what are we doing? Like, why are we so out of touch with body and rhythm, um, and mother nature? Like what, what is this? <laughs> and there is this aspect of my just my feminine essence, um, and I'll talk about this, how this relates to this full moon, but this aspect of my feminine essence that is a bit fiery right now, that is a bit like, can we stop denying the fucking feminine? Can we stop denying mother nature? Can we stop denying our body, our sexuality, our creative essence? Can we stop denying this? Can we stop denying her, which is life force, all of life itself, every expression of life, can we stop fucking denying her? Can we stop limiting her expression? Can we stop saying, well, if the weather, all of the weather patterns were the feminine, well, I only want sunny skies. That's kind of what we do to the feminine. Well, I only want the nice girl. I only want the mother. These are the only ones I'm comfortable with. Uh. <laughs> um, so this is also a part of this astrological new year and of course this full moon in Virgo. Uh, it being Virgo, the earth priestess, there's a demand for connecting into 
natural rhythms, a rhythm way beyond some collective consciousness that we decided was a rhythm, right? It's like when we get out of circadian rhythm, how messed up we get, when we get under too many fluorescent lights, when we spend too much time on the screens, right? We get out of the greater rhythm. We get out of our body's rhythm. We're not sleeping well at night. For those of us who are still um, menstruating monthly, we get all messed up, right? All sorts of weird rhythmic things. We, we can't get pregnant because we're, we're not connecting in to life force. So there is this aspect of real demand. Uh, hold on, there's a few different threads like weaving in together. Let me stick with the feminine, real demand for sacred feminine reclamation this year. Real demand during this moon and this whole astrological year is this, uh, let me feel how I can walk into this. This, where are the parts of our feminine, this does not relate just to women. Where are the parts of our feminine that we have repressed, denied, pushed away, um, judged, shamed, um, told was not useful. So this is a practice you could do. You could go, I mean, I can go back to, I always give this example of when I was in seventh grade, I played the flute. Right, very feminine. For me, it was very feminine. Playing the flute was very feminine. And just being in that section of the band, playing the flute was so feminine. And then kind of went through this phase of like, oh wait, but the feminine isn't good. Like the feminine isn't good. It's not good for me to be soft. It's not good for me to feel all that, that like uh, what I was feeling in the flute section. And so in, I think it was eighth grade, I think it was seventh grade to eighth grade or maybe sixth grade to seventh grade, one of those, who cares? I then went, oh my gosh, it's more valuable for me to um, play something more masculine. This is so weird. It's such a silly, stupid example, but we can think about things like this in our life. So I played the trumpet. I hated the trumpet. I was actually really good at the flute. I was like chair number two in the flute section, and then I went to the trumpet and I was the last chair, obviously, because I just started a new instrument. I was terrible, and I hated it. I was like, oh, this is just not, this is like, like, it was like, what? But it was, to me, that was more valuable. So, silly, crazy, little example, but all of these ways that we, in little tiny, like micro decisions, right? Where we, the, the society, our peer groups, our families, our social conditioning, where it steered us away from full expression of the feminine. All the times we got slut shamed. <sighs> okay, your, your sexuality in women, bad bad unless it's for a beer commercial, right? Unless we're using it to sell something, still bad, right? Like, bad. So <laughs> think of our religions and maybe traditions that we grew up in and ways maybe where our emotions, uh, because the feminine is an emotive being. There is wisdom, extreme wisdom in our emotions, extreme wisdom. 
extreme wisdom in our emotions and where we had to bottle them up, repress them, and now where they're all kinked up, locked up, and they come out super fucked up. So the wisdom is buried underneath the pain and the grief and the fear and the rage and the repression and the anger. So they're not actually wisdom emotions. They're still like puking out the anger from age five. So this, let me talk about this. This is the purification process. So remember how I said this is grace-filled transformation? In the transformation is, is a purification process. It's, it's purifying the repressed emotions, the locked down uh, gifts, the locked down abilities, the locked down capacities. It's like clearing out the shame that was placed on top of them, clearing out the pain of that. So we place shame on top of sexuality. Let's just use sexuality. It's a great example of it. Um, the shame on top of sexuality, right? And so then that like, uh, what else festers there? So it's just like raw, innocent sexuality. Let's just go back to that for a moment. Like innocent, innocent sexuality. And you can go masculine or feminine. We're definitely sticking in the feminine though because I want to talk about these three dark goddess aspects. But the sexuality in the feminine, it's, it's fucking innocent, right? It's like, we're just, it's innocent. This is part of our bodies. This is part of our creative essence. This is how we bring souls into the fucking world. It's, it's necessary to bring souls into the world. How is that not a beautiful thing? I don't understand that. How is that not like the most beautiful, awe-inspiring, majestic, glorious thing? I don't know. I, I don't know how we twisted that up so bad, but we sure did. But then we place wrongness on top of that. We place your animal instincts are wrong. Your body is wrong. You shouldn't be blah, 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 blah. And then it turns into this whole big thing. So the purifying is layer after layer, layer after layer, layer after layer, layer after layer of everything that got placed on top of it to come to like this, I always call it, um, it's like three stages, right? Dormant, distorted, divine. So it's like dormant because we just locked it up. And I'm not saying we locked up our sexuality, but any of these different aspects, maybe our emotions, maybe our intuition, maybe um, our capacity to mother, right? Maybe I'm just talking about some of the different feminine, more overt, obvious ones. There's like a bazillion. We could do this with the masculine as well, but we're sticking to the feminine because that's where we're at in this astrology. Um, and so can be any of these and we can express it. It can be not expressing because it's dormant. We literally put a lid on it. It's just dormant. I'm shutting that off. And imagine if you think about, I just shut off some of my life force and we wonder why we're exhausted. We wonder why we don't have energy or vitality or why we're aging so fucking quickly or why we don't feel good or, you know, why we have no zest for life or we don't have this like joie de vivre. Why am I just eking my way through life half alive? I don't know because you shut off half of yourself, but you didn't know it. We don't even know it. We don't even know it. We don't know it. Right? If, and, and to me, this is why the archetypes are so great. The six faces of the feminine. If you haven't done the six faces of the feminine masterclass, go do it. It's fucking free, right? And feel into which of these are dormant in me. There's the warrior. There's the lover. There's the medicine woman. There's the dark goddess, right? You can feel like, whoa, whoa, there, whoa, there's way more to me. 
fuck, this is why I'm not getting pregnant. This is why I have no purpose in life. This is why I don't feel loved or seen or nourished. Fuck, fuck, this is why I don't feel alive. This is why I can't sleep at night. This is why I'm getting all of these weird illnesses like breast cancer, right? This is, this, this is why my, I can't, I'm, I'm not like coming into a natural rhythm with my cycle, right? All of these things. So, Part of this astrological new year is these three big, big mama dark goddesses, big mama dark goddesses going, this is what you've repressed. This is what you've denied. This is the aspects of your own feminine nature that you have denied. This is what society has denied in you. This is what your family patterns have denied in you. This and I'm ready, I'm ready to show you, right? And this takes some courage. This takes working with repressed feminine aspects. This takes some guts. It takes guts. Now, who are these three points? The loudest, the loudest is Kali. Right now, the loudest is Kali. I just talked about Kali in the video from last week. If you haven't seen it, definitely go check it out. There is a free practice there. I talk about all the gifts and what she's awakening us, how you can work with her. Links will be up here, down here. It's like 20 minute conversation. Definitely worth your time during this full moon. If you wanna go further, Kali online retreat is open during this full moon. So open until the 22nd of March only. Short little window and that's it. We close it back down, probably not open to 2023. That's a $200 program, five part workshop series. Uh, it's like a week of Kali. You might take two weeks to go through it. It's extremely transformative. Kali, I won't talk too much about her here because you can go check out the retreat, the online retreat. There's a video in there too. There's like a four minute video. That's worthwhile watching. Even if you don't want to do the retreat, just go check that out. We'll put a link and we'll say like video workshop video here in the links below um, and up here so you can go right to it. Um, so I won't talk too much about her, but it is, um, she has such a precision to her. So when working with um, the dark goddesses and the different flavors of the different flavors, the different aspects of them, the different shaktis, um, Kali has this precision, this, this precision of going, this is the place that is in your highest good right now for your soul's evolution. That's the gift of Kali one of the many gifts of Kali. She's a spiritual awakener. She's a liberator, but she, there is no place that she can't go. There is no where that she can't take you to, no place too anesthetized, too hidden, too repressed, too oppressed, too deep in the unconscious. She is shadow worker of all shadow workers. Love her. So know that she is the loudest, not just in this full moon, but also this astrological new year. Um, because she's conjunct the sun. She's conjunct the sun during both of these events. That's big. Now, not only that, she is squaring, so is the sun. The sun and Kali are squaring Medusa, who is mask remover, right? She removes false masks. False masks, where are you, 
wearing a mask. Also, if you think about the, uh, I don't wanna go too far into this. We'll leave a link for more Medusa stuff. So I don't wanna go too far into that. If you wanna work with Medusa, Dark Goddess Workshop is an option. Uh, that's less than $50. And you just hold Medusa intention. So Dark Goddess is working with that face of the feminine. This is a great workshop to do also. Great workshop, not nearly as intense as Kali, right? Kali is when you're ready for transformation, you're ready for really reclaiming the repressed. Dark Goddess Workshop is a way of like, okay, I'm gonna just like see who these dark goddesses are. That's a great entry point um, into reclamation of the feminine, into shadow work, into everything that we've just talked about. Um, so I won't talk about Medusa, you'll find more links to her um, below. The other point, see I'm like pointing out because it's how the chart looks in my head. I have such a photographic fucking memory, um, is Black Moon. Actually, it's Medusa over here. I think Black Moon over here. And Black Moon, how I work with Black Moon in an embodied way is that she's the conglomerate of all the dark goddesses. Some will refer to her as Black Moon Lilith. But for me, it doesn't matter. She want, they're both intensifying Kali. They're both intensifying Kali. Kali will be the loudest of the dark goddesses in the astrology. Maybe not on your personal journey because it's hitting all different points for us and we're at all different points in our spiritual journey. Um, but those are, uh, <laughs> I'm just feeling Lilith now uh, in that black moon Lilith point. Some of you might be feeling Lilith too and I'm just thinking about our Lilith online retreat anyways. We're not opening that. That's not open, Kali's open right now. <laughs> but that's the dark goddesses. Let me just check our time here. I am pretty much out of time. So let me feel into, I wanna talk about relationship evolution quickly. So we have, during this astrological new year, we have Mars and Venus who are squaring Uranus. This is on the full moon, and it's also this astrological new year. They are, to me, this is Uranus bringing in revolution and evolution into relationships. Mars and Venus, masculine and feminine, and intimate relationship. So I really want to, I've talked about this in the past, but really highlight evolution of relationships for this year. What is a truer, higher expression of relationship? How can we come into partnership, intimate relationship, sexual relationship? This is not man and woman, right? How do we come into these relationships in a way that represents who we are collectively now, who we are consciously now? As we all are embodying more of our feminine and more of our masculine, we're really becoming the sacred androgyne where we're holding both. It's what's happening, right? It's what's happening. You're watching it even on very mundane levels of the younger generations going, there is no, there is no gender. Like what the fuck's wrong with you people? <laughs> like I love, I, I, and you can disagree with me on this. I just, I think it's so beautiful to poke at, like p poke at all of these things. And, and really, I see that as just a very physical surface level expression of what's consciously happening. And as we reclaim whole self, to me, whole self includes masculine and feminine, the wholeness of it all. Doesn't mean that if 
it doesn't mean that we have to express a balanced thing all of the time. I'm not saying that. You can find other videos where I talk more about this, but really what support, what kind of relationship supports our evolution? We have evolved consciously. We have evolved in our bodies, in our beings. The amount of divine energy that we can hold, the amount of grace, the amount of light, the amount, the, the amount of consciousness that we can hold, the amount of soul essence that we can hold, like embodied soul essence that we can hold is changing. It's increasing, it's increasing. To me, this is also what this Neptune-Jupiter conjunction is, is this real increase and it might throw people off the planet, like it might really whack you out. So really leaning into grounded practices. How do I bring this in? How do I bring this in? How do I bring this down? Lean into Virgo Earth Priestess. Lean into lower chakras. By the way, Kali Online Retreat is a great way to work through lower chakras, right? Where I was saying like most people have never even touched lower chakras. Like you can't be grounded. You can't bring the grace in past your fucking throat. If you can even get it to your throat. Oh cool, my third eye is really open. Great. Great, we have a lot of open third eyes, but no body to go with it. No heart to go with it, no belly. The base chakra, which is safety and security, will sabotage any action you try to take because it doesn't feel safe yet. Because we haven't brought the vibration down there yet. So that's something to work with. Um, again, purifying, working with lower chakras, dark goddesses are beautiful for that. Very, very powerful for that. Um, let me feel if there's anything else. Mercury, Jupiter, big thinking. Um, it expands our thinking, creative thinking, um, opening us up to new possibilities, new ways of thinking. I now actually have to go because I have pushed the time and um, people have just arrived at the retreat center. So <laughs> I'm gonna leave you on that note. Um, big thinking, creative thinking as a way of solving problems. Um, I love you all. Invitation to come do the Kali retreat, invitation to join the Facebook group, invitation if the Kali retreat's closed or feels like it's too much for you, invitation to the Dark Goddess Workshop. Okay. So much love. I will see you when I see you, where I see you, and how I see you. Mwah.